week 111, ladies and gentlemen. The homo's mental changes. Now, in a psychology class at Howard U, Aaron Mack recalls the explanation that before Black people actually experience a therapist, Black people are equally open to seeking therapy. Now, Aaron Mack has heard some horror stories from friends of color receiving mental therapy and their particular counselor was very much a mismatch and condescending. Therefore, the friends never wanted to return and the sessions became an undesirable chore. Now, Aaron Mack feels that all people need to have a good mental health counselor. Imagine how life would be if all humans had a good mental health counselor. Statistically, mental health support use is increasing in communities of color and might, what might be changing and how might we increase these numbers even more? One reason why it's been increasing is because there's a lot of resources that are now available due to the pandemic. I got a text message from a friend of mine's mom who worked in a law firm for men of color to receive free therapy. And I was like, wow, like, I know for audience of men who genuinely may or may not want to go seek therapy based on our background, some of us do, some of us don't. Um, but to have that resource there and available and it's free, let alone, you know, having it to be there, I, thought, I think it's great. So I think the things like that is what is, is what is increasing. And I think that how we continue to increase the numbers is, by telling people, hey, I've experienced this. I have had help via therapy. If you have genuine help, and, and now I'm better at it. I'm, I'm a better person. I'm, I'm, better, I'm a better me. I'm a better person. And I'm better for those around me. And if you can do that and be genuine and honest, and it has helped you, by spreading the word. All it takes is spreading the word to one person. You ain't got to go out here and stand on a rock and claim therapy is the best thing ever. But I feel if you just have that moment with someone who you feel might really need it, then you can make change in that one person's life. Um, and so, yeah, that's my, uh, that's how I feel about that. So I'm going to go to Roger on this one. Um, when it comes to mental health and it growing amongst our community and how much you see it continue to grow as well. Um, well, I think our community desperately needs mental health. Um, but I think uh, there has to be... Um, an appreciation for the fact that some people don't understand the need for help for mental health, because um, in our community, religion has been the uh, go-to for all of our problems. Right. And um, so some people are steadfast in that being the only thing that they need um, to get by. Uh, but if they, if they understood the, the historical context of how we were all raised in a lot of ways so the in the 80s uh, you know spanking or getting whooped is is all um a trickle down effect of slavery you know um and so mm. our pattern has been still from that era um that we're suffering from then they, i think people if uh, if they uh, if they understood that they would understand that mental health is necessary in our community to be able to speak to someone dissect 
our feelings, just get in tune with our feelings. But um, there's a, I don't. Th I think a lot of people are not prepared for that because again, religion is the main go-to for all of our problems. And I'm not saying mm -hmm. religion is wrong. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that you shouldn't turn to your whoever your your God is. Right. You, I think there's another component in order to be healthy and um, finding the right therapist is not someone that you, you just look up a number you call and that's the person you go to. It's you, you need to do some research and finding someone that's, you know, makes you feel comfortable and that you can speak to and also learning uh, or understanding that a therapist does not give you the answers. A therapist helps you inform yourself of the answers that works best for you. Mm. Yes, sir. Thank you for that. Um, I think um, I learned something from that. And I, and I think not just me, but I think some other people may have learned um, something from that as well. Um, thank you. I'm definitely capable. Talk to me when it comes to the uh, mental health increasing amongst um, communities of color. Why do you think that's happening and what can we do to keep it going? Well, um, we, have, we have to understand that we just came out of, we're coming down from a huge pandemic that shut down the whole country and the world. Uh, and we I, we have to under, also understand that by doing that, a, a lot of things that the, the Black community, the Latino community, everyone that is of color was used to doing, it wasn't able to do, and everyone wasn't able to do. So that having the idea of I'm capable of doing something, one of the one of those things is providing for their families, it, it, it affects and it brings down the, the person. So knowing now that things like that can affect specifically us, then we do need to be able to speak to someone to help us get off that mentality where I, everything could be negative and can affect us not only in our personal, but now in the regular environments. Because now the world's gonna open up and we have so much baggage in us and we mm -hmm. need someone to, to talk to, to, to be able to move on because we don't want to keep dragging things like that and it's true a lot of these a lot of these things is it comes when we're, we're used to the whole whipping part from childhood uh and and, and another thing like you said uh, religion plays another factor which is uh, we're used to just bend our knees because that's what our parents told us bend our knees and and whatever problems and give it to god and god will take care of it but there's sometimes mm -hmm. where it takes too long and we get lost and right. we don't know what to do, then we need to reach out to someone to assist us with that. And I think that having a professional to guide us and not, and I wouldn't say guide us, it's more a help us find the, the right cards to play so we can be successful in the end of the game. All right now, you know, you gotta play to win like I say in stage, okay? I get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right now, thank you. And if, any, if anybody yeah. knows about people that have some sort of mental issue, please be there for them and find help for them because at these times we really need it. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. If you guys are listening right now in this moment and it's something that you're struggling with, please seek help. And like, and like definitely capable said, if you know someone who needs help, you know, just be there for them and try your best to get them help because it's, it's very serious in these streets right now. Um, so um, last but not least on this topic, uh, Kenyon, talk to me when it comes to uh, mental health growing amongst um, and on the community of color. Why, why do you think it's happening? How do we keep it going? Uh, I think it's because 
people are more vocal about them actually going to therapy now. So people are like, okay, I can do this because someone like me is doing it versus right. years ago was like, you want a therapy? What's wrong with you? You're crazy. Um, <laughs> right. um, that's meant for white people or why, why are you doing that? Just go to church. Right. Um, and I think it takes, um, you know, just one or two people in a neighborhood or in a community setting or, you know, your friends or your family group, like I'm going to therapy. They need to hear people that they're comfortable with or trust going so they can be like, I will go. Or now I can say I am going and won't be ashamed of, um, you know, going there or being even, um, you know, being an active participant right. because it does work. And just like uh, Roger and differently said, um, it's, it's not about telling you what to do. It's giving you the tools to know how to avoid a situation or avoid something that you're normally doing or just to see something because I think therapy, not because I know therapy is a way to give you an unbiased opinion. You can go to your friends, you can go to your family, but at the end of the day, they love you. They're going to be almost like yes men or right? not, yeah. not so much that, but they're going to be like, oh yeah, yeah. Or they're going to go with you or, you know, feed into the fire or, um, you know, try to like steer your way or, you know, you need an unbiased opinion that doesn't know you and just the situation of how they're how you're saying it to them because they're only going to get it the way you're giving it to them so if you're being honest with your therapist and it also comes with you being comfortable with your therapist so you have to be honest with them so they can give you the right tools to fix whatever it is that um is wrong um and i guess in the whole thing where you have to like it's a trial and error of finding the perfect therapist because you don't just want to go oh I'm black I'm just going to go see a black male you know you have to go where you're going to sit down with someone and they're going to be there you're able to be real with them I know for me um, not for me for instance um, when I started with my new therapist I was like you know I was going through and then I was sitting down with different people and um, so and the way she was just really real with me and I was just like she was like so like after our first like intro, she was like, so how do you feel that, um, she was like, let's just get to the elephant in the room. She was like, I'm a white female, heterosexual. How do you feel about that? Because that honestly, that would be, because that's, we are total polar opposites. Me being a black male, gay man, I was like, um, I'm okay with that. At least we sat there and addressed it and went there before we got down the line. And I was like, it was seeming like I was holding back from her or she couldn't figure out how to talk to me. At least we got it out the way and just, you know, went straight forward. And I like that from John. Right. So. right. Come on, we make a change in the communities, all kinds of communities across mm -hmm. the boards. All right now. <laughs> all right, y'all. And uh, last but not least, this is our last and main topic. Our last main topic. And it's called Kiki T. And um, it's the homos tonight. Let's talk topic. And so with this, if anyone of you feel more led to um, what the topic is saying, you can answer. You don't have to you know, go with me being the first moderator for this. This is like a free-for-all in a sense. But if you guys don't answer, I'll answer and go for it. But if you feel more led to one or two of these cards or three of the cards, depending on how much time we have, that we do. If you feel more led, go ahead and answer the question and ask for any of you guys. I have three randomly selected cards here. And depending on time, we'll do two, two, three of them. And the first one, these are fun little cards. From tonight, let's talk ace metaphor cards. And the first card randomly selected says, 
tell me about a time when you broke someone's trust and what you did to gain it back. Anybody feel led? Um, I guess I'll answer really fast. I don't remember the time I broke someone's trust because trust is a big thing to me. And I don't feel like I do, I do everything I can to have the trust that I should be given from day one so that it's not broken. But I will say, if I had to bring up a situation, I would say that when it came to me first coming up, before I knew I was pansexual, I came out as gay. And um, I didn't really tell one of my closest friends that I was gay. And I like adore her as my friend. And I really liked her like being in my life because she was older than me. She was like a businesswoman doing a damn thing. But she dead ass just stopped talking to me. Like after she found out from someone else and I didn't tell her, done. And there was nothing I could do to regain her trust because she just felt like, watching, why didn't you tell me that? She just stopped talking to me. Um, and we stopped being friends. And so to this day, I'm like, wow, I still remember that moment. Like, you know, never forgot it, but you know, I feel like our sexuality is about us and it's not about them. So, you know, if, if it took me time to get to that point, when I value you and I trust you and who you are, sometimes we think in that moment on the other side of the front set, I don't want to put myself out there vulnerable, to be vulnerable and you, you do what you did and you, and you leave. Like, why'd you leave in the first place? It's my point of why I, should, why I didn't tell you. Why I didn't tell you? But anyway, um, yeah, I said, so I would say that's for me. Um, I, I haven't broken anyone's trust and had to gain it back, but I never became friends with her again. I, was sad. I haven't seen her in like over like 12, 13 years. So, um, Anybody feel led to go next or should I call on somebody? No. Or maybe call on you know, somebody say something. Nobody, nobody wants to talk. <laughs> nobody wants to talk and I can't even see uh, Kenyon's face. Um, okay. I'm gonna put on you double the cable first, because you're my co-host <laughs> and you uh, and um give me something. Come I on. press that pass button right quick. Pass. There's no so you've never broken anyone's chest. Well, I didn't <laughs> Oh God! Okay, maybe it's too deep. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, all right, but Roger, talk to me. Do you have anything when it comes to this particular topic? Um, have you ever broken someone's trust, or would you gain it back? Um, I can't think of anything uh, broken someone's trust. I can't think of an instance where I did that. I can't. No. Okay. All right. No other little story like I had. Nothing different. Okay. All right. Well, we can move along. No worries. All right, Kenyon, talk to me. Do you have anything when it comes to this topic about? Um, uh, not right off the top of my head, um, which is not weird, but I just I just can't think of it. Mm -hmm. um, and if it did happen, maybe I don't realize how I got it back because I probably didn't get it back. <laughs> but, um, so, um, yeah, I can't, like off the top of my head, I can't really think of it. Um, it. If we did it, we all want to say we sorry. Right. <laughs> if I did it, baby, I'm sorry. Got it. Okay, we, we just used that moment in time, moment of silence. Done, we're sorry. All right, Andrew, you could uh, give us a question number two, um, and I'm going to four cards of the, of, of the evening. And I'll actually give the last two cards, but we're going to do the first one of those two now. And that card is describe your relationship with your parent of the opposite sex, how has it influenced the way you treat potential mates? Mm -hmm. And the second one, and actually, you know what? Since the this is a same gender loving show, I'm gonna edit it a little bit on the fly. And I'm gonna say, describe your relationship with your parent of the same sex. And how has it influenced 
the way you treat potential mates. And the last card that we would do, have you ever blown up, called, or texted repeatedly without getting a response? Someone's phone before? And if so, what was the reason? Now, again, we're going to that first one. Describe right. your relationship with your parent of the same sex. Hey, that's too much at one time. Um, anybody for that for the first one with the parent thing? Well, um, parent of the same sex. My my dad passed away, so I don't I I, I don't have a relationship with my dad. Um, he passed away when I was twenty. Uh, parent of the opposite sex. Uh, my mother is, and I love my mom, but she's a very complicated, complex woman. So she's, and it's weird because I've always wanted to date my father type, meaning his type of personality. And I typically end up with my mother's personality type. <laughs> um, so it's, it's informed me that um, <laughs> uh, that's not necessarily the best thing for me. <laughs> You better come on. That was a good answer. Now. Okay, good. All right. Um, anybody else before I, um, I mean, um, I'm still. We um, well, for me, I it's same with Roger. I didn't have a my same sex relationship with my father because my father passed away when I was three. So I was essentially um, raised by my mother um, for majority of my life until mm -hmm. my stepfather came into the picture when I was about, I don't know, 13, 14, 15. They got married around that time. Um, and the way our relationship is weird because we're too much alike to get along sometimes right. um but <laughs> as far as how my relationship with her shaped my relationship shaped me in other relationships it was kind of a um kind of double-edged sword thing because i was raised by women i always had um a disdain or complicated relationships with male authority i didn't respect men so when school I could like I, a male teacher couldn't tell me what to do. It's just like, why are you talking to me? It was very that I didn't realize that until later on in life when I went through therapy. Um, and um, so, and with me being a gay male, same gender loving, it kind of bled over into my relationships because I would see how my mom was. She was an independent woman. She was raising a child. She didn't need a man. And she will always, you know, have these relationships with men. They're like, well, I really don't need you. If you don't want to be here, don't be here. That's how, that was her stance on the whole male relationship. So for me seeing that, that's how I was with men. Like, okay, I don't look, I don't need you. Okay. So we, we good over here. <laughs> so, um, so it took a lot of deep programming in that sense to, you know, be more open and, you know, be vulnerable to different things so yeah gotcha awesome i'm quite cool uh-huh uh-huh so definitely capable talk to me well from my end um i don't have a relationship with uh, my sperm donor and my father the, the only person i considered a father um i don't have a relationship either so um, it's kind of strange. It's then that one's a very long story. But uh, when it comes to my mother, uh, I think now that I have become older and much more wiser, and I have proven to her that it, it, that I'm capable of of being who I am, um, she has calmed down and and accepted a little bit more me. So there's there's a better relationship. We have a, a better communication, and 
Um, best part is that the other day we were having a conversation and she said, girl, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> okay, mom, I see you. I think so yeah so that that it, it's it's getting better it's it's getting better you know All right, that, that's a start got it okay cool awesome and then last but not least myself um I am my mom's only son. She has two daughters, my twin sister and my little sister. So my mom and I's relationship is really good because I've always been the man in her life. I've been like her dad. Um so my mom and I are cool. My dad and I are cool in a great place now you know with sexuality and dads a little bit you know can go either way you know and so we did have a little rocky start at first with it but we are in a good place now my dad loves and supports me and whoever decided to be with being pansexual man woman whoever it may be trans my dad is still like i support your son so um i do appreciate um that and it has affected um my relationships because i I'm a gentleman and I felt like they weren't together. I didn't see it from mom and dad together, but I have, I do know what love is like because I got love in different ways from both sides. And so because I experienced love in that way, I know how to, I know who I am for myself and what I want and, and I know what I can give to other people. And so that's my, you know, that's for me, that's what I think is ultimately great. Like I can show the love, the love that I was given from different sides because because having both sides, some parts was missing. So it sort of felt like a puzzle piece on one side, but on the other. So now they completed me as a person and I can give that love to other people that I'm with now. Um, and so, yeah, so that was our um, metaphoric cards. Uh, first and foremost, thank you guys so much for being a part um, of being here. This has been week uh, 111. Um, so that means we've been officially over two years doing this show uh, every Monday night. So uh, week 111, ladies and gentlemen. And before we leave, of course, um, again, like I said, thank you guys so much for being here on week 111. Thank you guys for making history with us on today. Um, before we leave, we want to just, you know, introduce everybody once again on, on the outro so people know who you are in regards to where they can find you, you know, it's good things. And so before I go with myself and Burst TV, I'm going to go to you, Differently Capable. Let people know where they'll find you in case they want to stay connected, you know, and uh, follow more on what you're doing in your, in your wonderful life. Well, in my life at this moment, I am about to sign up with a record label here in Buffalo, which I'm so happy. Well, come on. Uh, going to be, yeah, going to be in, in, in the event management part. So I am so happy about that. But um, if anybody was is trying to find me and look for me and trying to get connect with me, um, you can find me through Google. Uh, Google me as Differently Capable and all of my social medias will pop up right there. And then TikTok, which I changed my name on TikTok, it's underscore underscore just dot Eric and follow me and let's go through this journey. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Uh, and the just dot Eric, I got to follow your TikTok because you know, I found TikTok's my thing. All right, cool. Hey, <laughs> I know. I see you. All right, now, um, Kenyon, in the building, let the people know where they can find you on that good stuff. And if you have something that you're working on and you want to just let them know, you know, of course, we know why you're here and what you're working on. But, you know, let them know. Um, you guys got to check out the interview. You'll find out more and more and more. But right now, let the people know just the way they find you and all that good stuff. Get someone to know to keep up with you. Uh, you can find me, Kenyon L. O'Brien, across all social media platforms. I keep it simple, so you can just find me, Kenyon L. O'Brien. Um, look me up there, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, what's up? Oh, Bigo. Um, you can look it all up. Yeah, Kenyon L. O'Brien and see all the things that I'm doing. They're all there. Um, pretty simple, all across media situations. Come on now. Just, just like David Gabriel said, type it in Google. You find everything you need. We're right here. We're right here. 
All right, awesome, cool. Thank you so much. Okay, now, Mr. Roger, director, you know, Mr. Stornet out here, what are these projects that you're working on? Let the people know where to find you on that good stuff. Uh, you can find me on um, Instagram uh, at under director Roger. Um, and then you can go uh, see a lot of my shows on my website, which is omeprotv.com, O-M-E-P-R-O-T-V.com. And you'll see um, the series that I've done and uh, new shows that are coming. That's right. Check it out, check it out, check it out, y'all. And again, my name is at Troy Weeks Music, W-E-E-K-E-S, Troy Weeks Music on everything. And you can find us at Burst TV. You can Google us too on Burst TV and Troy Weeks Music, all of that good stuff. You can find us here. Please make sure you like, comment, subscribe. This has been week 111, so we'll be back again next week doing what we do best. But y'all, stay tuned on our Instagram, stay tuned on our Facebook and our YouTube for our one-on-one interview um, here with the guys and the building to be. So I uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in and stay and stay uh, stay pressed because we'll see you guys next week. Make sure you tune in, like, comment, share, and subscribe. And you're now tuning into what? The Homos Talk Show on Verse TV. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Trovix Music. Mr. Definitely Capable. What up, folks? Uh, Kenyanelle O'Brien here. Hi, my name is Roger Omis Jr. Right here on Verse TV. Week 111, ladies and gentlemen. Right here on Verse TV. Week 111, ladies and gentlemen.